Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago, and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Legalization News. My name is Tom. You can find me at Cannabis Industry Lawyer online. Uh, and if this is your first time tuning into the news because you've just seen one of our videos, welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, you may have subscribed. Maybe you haven't. If you haven't, please do. We have a big week of news. Uh, we're going to talk about the SAFER Act. That just got out of a committee in the Senate, and so it is going to get some floor action. We have a lot of other news to cover, but of course, that's our main story. We have somebody, a guest, a YouTuber, about your DOT physical. So if you're a trucker tuning in, great day to tune in. You're going to want to stick around until after it's been 420 somewhere. Miggy and I are going to get into the news summary, do a few stories, and then bring them on after it's 20 past the hour. So let's do cannabis legalization news for this, the first day of October 2023. I always like to bring you on while you're ripping a joint. Hey, happy Croptober. Happy Croptober. It's officially Croptober now because it is the, uh, it's the first yes. of October, right? It is the first. That's, how, I mean, how really, is it over there? It's a million uh, degrees here. It's like 85. It's chilly. Um, actually, we're in a drought, uh, you know, considering the Northwest. So, yeah, no, it's a, I imagine, man, I'm really looking forward to what the cannabis will be coming out in the next couple, you know, after cured and, you know, packaged. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. happy craft over. Yeah, we're going to be exporting some uh, Washingtonian cannabis. So if you have any brands that you want in Illinois, drop them in the comments. Let us know. Um, Miggy and I made a deal for a dispensary. Yes. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, right now but we have one and so we're we'll talk it. about it when it's when it's appropriate uh this is the the camera letter that came out on september 15th maybe you guys just saw our new uh video that came out uh, a couple of days ago like yesterday and it's mm. kind of it's doing well it's over like 11,000, 12,000 views already damn uh what the definition of hemp will be in the future but uh, that's not our lead story. Our lead story has to do with what's going on in the senate and i thought that this would have been like delayed 
you know, for lack of a better term. But um, well, they got the government open. They kept it open. Well, I mean, like, yeah, so this is nice. The the Senate committee, uh, the, it finally passed committee, uh, the Safe Banking Act, right? Right, but they, like, again, so if it would have passed committee and then it would have just, the government would have shut down, so what? Like, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. But and so now, like, the government's going to continue to be open and uh, it has gotten out of Senate committee. Yeah, but I mean, like, how excited, I mean, I really wanted to be excited about this, but I just don't feel it because, for one, it's only a 45-day extension. Right. Like we just don't have adults doing adulting stuff. And this would be a prime example of something bipartisan and everybody agrees with is passing something for business. Because honestly, you know, the business side of things is something I never really anticipated as a uh, an advocate, uh, uh, legalization, somebody who wanted legal weed. You know, like mm-hmm. it would just be like sign a paper and everybody gets freed. And, and that's no, it. Uh, again, like I was just signing petitions to get people on the ballot. Signing a paper is like the first of bazillion steps. And then after the law is on the books, you have to keep it and you have to make sure it's not amended. And so the, the most recent episode that we did was about this canner letter from September 15th, changing the definition of hemp. And people are like, they can't do that. We've invested all this money in Delta 8 and THCA. And I'm like, yeah, yeah they made alcohol like, you know, with Anheuser-Busch and, and all that money completely yeah. illegal for 13 years. So, oh, a, yeah, they yeah. can. You get a great point about it. Like, I totally thought, like, yeah, you can't uh, squash, like, say, uh, present-day uh, tomatoes, right? But, like, if something was found, my dog is going nuts. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. But, hey, you know, the Senate committee, that's that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what this means? This means floor action is coming. And floor action just means that it should get a vote in the Senate. And so if you wanted to see it get a vote in the Senate, tune in to future episodes of Cannabis Legalization News here. Uh, we'll cover it. Uh, I, I This is what I anticipate will happen. It will pass the Senate and then it will go to those schmoes that were trying to cut, shut the government down and it won't get passed in the House. And then they're going to use it as a political football like they always do. So they get votes. And, and I think they're going to reschedule before the election sometime next year. I'm not sure when uh, Miggy and I's store is going to open, uh, but uh, sometime what? next year. So it's Schumer. Schumer's in charge of the Senate then, right? Correct. Okay, because that's what I was thinking is this, just because it got released in the Senate, I'm like, who's to say it's even going to be heard? Because even when it gets uh, passed, After it gets through floor action. So it got through floor action, so then it's going right. to go to a vote in the Senate. That's how it works. Oh, it's mandatory though? I thought it was still like on them to put it on the calendar. Get, you know it gets I mean? on like, the calendar like if they can it's it's out of committee it's going to the floor so that's that's what they did they got it out of committee it's going to the floor oh no matter what i see i always i oh, think again i've never seen a bill get out of committee especially home grow here in washington state <laughs> yeah i mean that's my understanding Let's of the see. process who did not vote for it states no senator steve danes a republican from montana uh he was the lead sponsor and he emphasized so he did vote for it who didn't vote for it? Did I have a list? In that, Most likely. Uh, uh, we should. Orders. We should. I I did not spend the time to go over the news this week, and I feel really bad about it. It was on oh. my calendar, but it was a car- It was nuts. I was, oh, shit. I have not given a shout out to all the cool cats that I met. Oh, at that's right. There was a was crap that? load of cool cats at Benzinga. And then I'm, I'm looking forward, like, the deal that I'm giving you, I'm going to mm. give, hopefully, to another nine social equity license holders that are currently sitting on their licenses in uh in illinois and they don't know who to trust or like those the because the deals that we were getting before the deal that we made were just dumb and like uh, and like dumb like i could have just been shopping that for another six months uh but you know have you ever are you familiar with the secretary problem or like you know uh, what is your favorite sorting algorithm Uh, (laughs) oh well Right. But, I mean, there's a lot going on, but even with the like the whole process, the business side of things, uh, you know, as we want a license, right? And we're still mm-hmm. waiting for the actual fruition of the the paperwork from the state side of things. So, first off, thank you, State of Illinois, for giving me a chance to be a business person. Because you yeah. know, but this the equity thing is still one of those like dangling carrots, right? It's like uh, people jump in it too, you know, right away and, and then lose their their ass, or like we done, we did, and we found somebody to go in business with, and Hopefully, uh, uh, as we slowly evolve this thing out, you know, we can, you know, help people. And because you've been doing this, you've been winning this my life. This is what yeah. I do for a living. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this is fun for me. It's all brand new. 
it's going to be interesting to like actually be invested into the 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 business side of things it is and it's also going to be really interesting to talk to our guest after the 420 break so you're definitely going to want to stick around uh, we have a good one he is another youtuber great channel and if you're a trucker a channel that i hope that you have subscribed to so we're going to get to that here soon i i did finally get to pull up the negative votes to this thing that came out in committee uh let's go ahead and share that right there again shout out to marijuana moment Sometimes they will ask for money, and if you haven't given them any, you might want to consider it, especially yeah. during tax season. But uh, there was Senator Raphael Warnock, and it might also be pronounced Raphael, I'm not sure. Uh, sunset the Safer Banking Act after five years, unless Department of Treasury in consultation with other agencies, whatever that means, submits a report to Congress certifying that the measure has decreased the racial wealth gap and ameliorated other negative economic impacts of the war on drugs. Now, that... that that racial wealth gap, while it was exacerbated by the war on drugs, was probably caused by all the shit that my grandfather got when he came back from World War II, but theirs didn't, you know, like yeah. mortgages and shit and college and shit, as opposed to like this Tuskegee experiments. Red line and then also uh, Senator Mike Crapo. Mm. He's always a good yeah. one. But uh, and then I think this actually was uh, and these were their things that they were rejecting in the amendment, right? Like mm -hmm. that one that he rejected, I thought was a pretty good one because it's either isn't that the one that says to see business engaged? Oh, never mind. There was one that I rejected about whether it got descheduled, then the safe banking app we don't avoid. But you already said that's going to happen anyways, right? Like. Oh, uh, no, no, we'll talk to our guest about that a little bit here in a few. And so mm -hmm. it, and it has to do with how the law is created. And this law from 1970 called the Controlled Substances Act is quite mm -hmm. comprehensive. And, yeah. and not only that, it has references to other sections in it. There's so mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about Section 823. So that means there's like at least another 822 sections in this law. Right. And uh, it, that aspect of it because all controlled substances and then we have a doctor who's joining us you know so stick around yeah, yeah. Uh, that all other controlled substances have to go through your pharmacy like your walgreens your mm. cbs all that kind of stuff uh, but they don't need to in the sense that uh, if they instead of registering with the dea uh, the attorney general can find that they are exempt we'll talk more about section 823 of that later might even make a video about it I got a question. Well, and this would probably be good for the doctor is like, you know, uh, the gas station when I buy aspirin doesn't have a pharmacy, but thinking about every grocery store has a pharmacy. So like, how does aspirin get be sold like uh, rampant? It's as it generic. Is? I was oh, talking to Danielle at? about this last night. Like, mm -hmm. remember how we were doing that podcast on the air when we found out that uh, patent 5633507, yeah. uh, whatever the patent was for the cannabinoids. Uh, mm -hmm. that is off because it was it was it went on patent in like 1998 and went or somewhere in there and it went off like in 2001 or yeah. 2021 we were like literally doing a show so all cannabinoids are now generic okay so why are we worried about big pharma so it could be gas station weed eventually one day like but under Ooh. medicine premise no 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 that gas station has uh, a tobacco license. That gas station mm -hmm. has a retailer's license. That tobacco has a liquor license if it's selling beer. Uh, you know what? That tobacco station does not have a license to sell hmm. weed. Okay. But yeah. the, and so, what's the license for, for aspirin, though? But like, you don't need them. one. It's it's OTC, and so a retailer's license. Like you know, you okay. you're just retailing something uh, as opposed to a more of a controlled or a taxed substance. That it, the feds want their beak wet with the tax dollars. Oh, too. sure. So yeah. the states aren't going to just sit there and be like, please take my tax dollars that I've been trying to gin up. Well, and that's going to be the biggest issue too now when all these states dependent on the 30% tax freaking, uh, you know, the net cutting they're doing to the growers and the people in the business. But it'll be interesting to see how it does uh, fold out. You know, the, the next story kind of coincides with uh, the Safe Bacon Act and people going against it. It's the... Uh, hey, let's, let's bring that up. And then why don't you why don't you give us a little play-by-play -play on this one, man? Yeah. So, I mean, this is just how the cannabis bill stopped being about weed. Uh, Republican support for the cannabis banking bill is dependent on language preventing the revival of the Obama-era Operation Choke Point. Uh, Republicans mm. were on the cusp of helping Democrats pass the Lawnmower Cannabis Bill. Now a GOP feud over guns, oil, and cryptocurrency may blow it all up. So, and again, these guys are just like, 
you know, what, what is it? Always amendments and, and things that people uh, add to the bill just to have a, right. a, a, a hizzy. You know, just a- they did that. They made a joke on that in The Simpsons, like at least 25 years ago, where and I can't remember what it was like. Everybody's in support of this bill. And then some Simpsons character stands up and like, oh, I would like to attach a writer to that to, to like. And then it was like to protect the, the most deplorable thing you can think of. It was like to protect child predators from encroachment on their information. It's like, ah, oh, and like so people would just kill bills by adding a writer or an addendum to it that makes the bill stink like three-day-old fish sure and there's no way to prevent that there's no way to just like cut that off or vote it or i guess it's an uh, amendment has to be voted it's, off, right? it it happened in illinois uh for the cannabis amendments for this year it, it, it literally happened like uh, a few months ago we probably reported on it where they were going to change a lot of the uh, law in illinois about craft growers and they mm. would have even allowed dispensaries to have a drive-through Something we might want to think about in the future. Uh, However, oh, yeah, I got to talk to a guy on that. But however, what happened was they then attached a rider or like an amendment to the bill that said that now it'll also uh, ban D8, Delta 8 THC, which again, right now currently violates the, the farm bill. So they that killed it. That just completely killed it. And so nothing changed. So we still cannot have a drive through at the dispo. But there's potential of people trying to push bills like that through. Uh, did they ever call out the person who adds that? Yeah, I know, but like, uh, yeah, and no, but like, like who knows? I mean, you're so inside baseball. Then the only people that really know are the lobbyists and then the actual guy who did it. And that's why marijuana moment's so important, though, right? Because I was just thinking about the Senate bill and like if it goes mm-hmm. through. I mean, they have people in the White House. You have to have people involved actively, like. You know, everybody has a speciality, and uh, you gotta have people out there for that one. That's crazy. Hell yeah! The dog likes to bark. It really does. Let's see here. Oh, oh! This was huge news out of New York. We'll we'll wrap up. We'll cover this one in the next three minutes uh, because this has to do with the business. And if you need any more of that the business, you can head on over to cannabisindustrylawyer.com. Fill out our type form, and then we'll talk to you about licenses in this crazy industry. So oh, New York yeah. is going to issue 1,500 more marijuana business licenses. I think if you have a card license already, you're still supposed to apply, which means that those licenses that have been issued still have not vested in their rights, it appears. But 1,500 more, uh, 463 for social equity retailers and 10 for nonprofit retailers. Under its conditional adult use retail licensing program, the card, that right there is the state mooting a lawsuit. You can sue the state for a license. We've done it before. Uh, The state will be changing the law to moot your claim while you're suing them. It is something that other people, can you imagine in other lawsuits if the defendant or if the the bank or, or whomever's you know, bringing the case or, or not bringing the case is changing the law while they're prosecuting or like oh bringing God. the lawsuit to like, it's like, oh, and now it's like, we have to dismiss it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of probably, I guess, the American way, right? We sue our way out of things or into things. I don't you know. We are a nation of laws, not men, as they say. But mm-hmm. uh, the state has already issued 700 licenses considering con- including 463 uh, card programs, 273 for cultivation. These were all the hemp cultivators and 40 for processing. Uh, I don't think it is going to be an additional, but this is something I would ask Jeff Hoffman on. And the actual application is an application styled that you see very often, kind of like similar to our dispensary style. Uh, you, it is a provisional application. And so you give the state certain uh, information that uh, you know qualifies you to be able to be eligible to hold the license, and then they will issue a provisional. They call it conditionals. Also, in in our jurisdiction, very often it's called that. Sometimes, so okay. we have a conditional license, and then you have to actually write the application. That's where it's going to get sticky. Is after you've been awarded the provisional, but before you've been awarded the operational license. And that's why you come here for the sexy business talk. The sexy business talk. And then after it's 20 past four o'clock, we like to take a little commercial break. This commercial break is brought to you by the people who, uh, you know, pay me. So I'm going to show for them. Uh, Yeah, Collateral Base, bringing you this 420 break. 
Oh, joining us now after it's been 420 somewhere is Dr. Nusi. Here uh, I am. How you doing? Welcome. Hey, thank you so much. Can you like introduce yourself? I bet, hey, if you guys have already seen this guy and you've already subscribed to this channel, awesome. But then give us some love too and uh, leave us a like or something. So yeah, my channel is EasyDOTPhysicals dot or my uh, my channel is EasyDOTPhysicals. My website's EasyDOTPhysicals.com. Basically, what I do on the channel is all about um, well drug testing of any kind, but I focus a lot on THC marijuana testing and compliance and how long people can test positive for and the different types of tests and those type of things. Doc, I found your channel because uh, uh, one of my uh, primary um like as an activist has been like workers rights and right. uh, you know that's a huge we we do have a lot of truckers viewers on not just youtube but on facebook and then i even actually created a little page myself on facebook called uh, truckers against prohibition as well because our channel our page used to be marijuana uh, uh laws unconstitutional but um you know you're it's a fundamental thing that you do with you know physicals and, and how people get their licenses for cdls and whatnot right. what so what's your take on the rescheduling? Is it, how is it, how can we help the truckers? So well, so my so my testing goes beyond truckers, but yeah, I mean that I, I do focus a lot on the um, the Department of Transportation and okay. a, a lot with pilots and things like that too. You know, everybody oh. all all safety sensitive employees have to be federally tested. So railroad workers and you know Ooh. it goes on and on and on. Truckers is just you know kind of the. Uh, the, the big demographic that I see in my office physically, my channel. Because there's millions physicals. of there, yeah, there's, there's a lot. And there, there's not enough. There's not nearly enough, but there's right. a lot. Yeah. Right. There's way more <laughs> truckers than pilots, like by an order of magnitude or three. Right. So rescheduling. So so something happened before the reset. The HHS uh, made the rescheduling recommendation, and that is the Department of Transportation changed the law. It's not implemented yet because as of, as the government goes, it goes like a, a glacier. So nothing's going to be done for some time. But Correct. the rule has yeah. changed. So urinalysis is is the standard. You have to have a P test in order to be, have a CDL. Basically, you have to pass a P test, including for THC marijuana. So they're switching it to where the employer now has the option where they can do a oral sample instead. So a swab. So the big news with that or the, why that matters is because it shrinks the testing window. So instead of being able to test after abstaining for THC for two, three months, maybe longer in some cases, now we're talking just about a couple of days with the oral test. So as that pertains to um, rescheduling, I, I don't know. I imagine they would just continue on down that path as far as the, the DOT goes, but yeah. all well, balls are in the to. air right now. They have to, though, because that's like how a lot of the laws work. The, the point of the operating while intoxicated laws is that you were operating while you were impaired. And so if you can test well beyond that period window of the impairment, that test can then be attacked in court as uh, disproving the case against the person. I am not a criminal lawyer. Do not call me for criminal advice. <laughs> but uh, that's how I understand it from law school, at least. And so if you can shrink down that window so that when you're testing it, it is more testing. And you were mentioning in the green room previous before we went live, like cocaine. How quickly does that get out of your system, doctor? A, few a couple of days. So you can, you can you can quit for a week and you're you're clean. Same thing with meth. Same thing with, you know, almost everything else. It's it's the fact that THC is a fat soluble substance. It stays in your system for an extended period of time. Yeah. You know, it's just the biochemistry. It, it kind of violates so they're kind of testing and the letter of the law is they're testing and getting people positive but it really violates the spirit of the law in my opinion mm. to, to your point right. we're not catching yeah. people that are that are unsafe we're catching people that maybe quit a month ago or two months ago or whatever or used it while they were not at work hours or and then they whatever. reported the work fine ready to go right 100 percent or, 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 or uh, you know, sometimes you have people who are just functioning, right? Functioning people. Uh, there are patients who do, you know, like require, like, I'm not saying they should be like. Uh, but that's the know, same for opioids. I think with the mm. rescheduling and treating cannabis like it's medicine, that's something that's it's great that we got a doctor on this podcast. Oh, oh, yeah. Thanks for stopping by. So that yeah. we can ask him about this. When it is rescheduled. And so how do you get, how does, as, as it, I'm not from the medical field, I'm from the legal field. So how does the, and then the legal field and the medical field somewhat overlap with how we uh, dispense you know, prescription drugs 
in this country. So how does that system work typically? Uh, as far as what? As far as like with- when you make a recommendation, because like we have right. to call it a recommendation in ours, like because they don't have scripts for weed yet. Right. Uh, but when you write a prescription and, and you go give this to the pharmacy, how is that all regulated? I don't understand mm-hmm. that box of regulations that it has to go through to end up in that bottle that the person picks up through the drive-through. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it it goes. There's a system in place where, and now there's an electronic system in place where everything is everything is checked. You know, all the way down the line. Sure. Um, no and, diversion, right? Is that why? Yes. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's the same with weed. Like in Illinois, like the regulators will show up every week. You know, right. to, reg- to, to check you because it's all about that lack of diversion, or that's what they don't they want to avoid. Uh, and then is it taxed? That's what I don't know. Like our industry has that anti-diversion policy at the state level. But yeah. then like the point of that anti-diversion is usually because of the taxes. Are, are pharmaceutical drugs taxed at like 20% or something like that? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer Me to either. that question. <laughs> you know, Tom, yeah. you say the taxes, but the state will say to save the children in the other states, right? Or we got to save, you know, protect people from themselves. Like that whole uh the traceability thing doc what do you think like how long until it becomes like aspirin like you know i can go to any store and buy aspirin but i don't need a prescription i mean i don't you know you can extend the timeline out indefinitely i i would think it becomes like alcohol maybe first or something like that but some other mm-hmm. intoxicant i mean it's an intoxicant so it's going to be it's going to always be regulated more than tylenol it's not a, it's not a toxicant it's an inebriant and so, yeah. like, it will make you feel different. But it, to say that it would be toxic would mean, like, we no, no, can show yeah. that, yeah, right. It's, so I just it's meant not, that it intoxicates yeah. you. But, yeah, I didn't mean it yeah, in it a literal sense. Yeah. But we right. can, we, you can look at the word intoxic, what it does, right? It makes you feel better, right? I mean, isn't that the medicine no, no, part no, of no. That's not That's not necessarily what intoxication <laughs> but, means. But, but, but I'm going to say um, like, it, yeah. what the plant does because, you know, aspirin kills. Aspirin has killed. You know, so and, does and alcohol. I, you know, alcohol yeah. intoxicates. Aspirin I, have to, I have to speak yeah. specifically, you know, I have to speak specifically about, you know, safe, safety and worker safety. I mean, that's, sure. that's yep. what I'm talking about. You know, oh, so totally. as, as far as it goes from regulation, that's what I would see happening. Okay. Right. Uh, that's that's yeah. why I think that this camera thing, to a certain extent, makes a lot of sense. Like the regulators are saying uh, they're using these for uh, inebriation. They aren't using it for hemp purposes as we had uh, considered it to be. And not only that, there, there would be a distinction. And then the CBD-THC shows that of uh, a, 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 an inebriation and a mind altering, a mind altering, something that changes the way that you experience reality substance versus uh, a palliative care or like pain management substance. And so you have the CBD that's more of the palliative care. They let that through the gate a lot easier. But then there's this other one. It can freak you out, man. And so they're like, hang on, we need to control this. Yeah, but I think we still need to redefine like the word high. It's not like people are like dosing on heroin or, or zoning out. And, you know, they're feeling better. There's like the endocannabinoid system. There's people who can tolerate. I mean, I, I hate to admit it, but I do smoke and drive. Like when I go to work, I'll pack a bowl, fucking go to work, come back. I mean, no one's died in 20 years. But well, here, here's a, here's okay. one of the big, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you You're off. Good, but, no, well, here, no, here, one of the big problems is because it's schedule one, if it's schedule three, one of the big things that's going to happen is now you can easily do research on it. So all this stuff that we're talking about, okay. we can have science behind sure. it. Once there's science behind it, and then we can make informed decisions instead of maybe it's this, maybe it's that kind of situation. So one of the major changes for schedule three is just the fact that now we can research it. But also, don't you yep. think we, that's fantastic? But yeah, that's but, that's like celebrate that, dude. You've been mm-hmm. working for that for like twenty years. You've been hustling on this. When was the first time you got arrested, Miggy? Oh fuck, dude. Uh, I was nineteen, twenty. There you go. Um, and it's always been amicable arrest too. It's never like <laughs> well, actually one time when I got pulled over and I fucking was friendly with the cop, and then uh, uh, I was getting yelled at and threatened to be taken down the station because I was like, dude, I gave you everything I had. Like I'm not. And see, that's the other thing about the law, right? Like you were saying earlier, Doc, how the harder drugs uh, get out of your system. What I saw in the military was it encourages bad behavior, right? Like I couldn't it smoke does. my weed. But people were doing cocaine and ecstasy, 
and all the other shit because they were like, it's out of my system in two days. But then, but that also demonstrates this innate desire of young mm -hmm. males typically, and then other young people or just people in general, uh, to get fucked up, which exactly. is strange. Like, like they have a desire to experience a different reality. And this substance gives it to them in a more safer way, but it's easier to test if it's present. Mm -hmm. But you know, coffee, and so now being able to do the science, what is that science going to show us? You know, that's really the exciting mm. thing. You know, uh, uh, Doctor Nusi, like, how studied is this plant? Like, has this plant been through a lot of rigorous study over the, I don't know, past hundred years or so? No, I can't find. So when I do my videos, I, and I'm, I find a re if I if I can't find research on it, I just don't do it. I, I try not okay. to speculate as much as possible because. Uh, as you guys know, you will get shredded in the YouTube comments if you start you throwing, around, around. Hey, throwing around, around stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, it, so I have to dig and dig and dig to find anything on basically any subject. It, there's stuff out there, but these aren't great randomized control studies with thousands of participants in them. They just can't. And they're all foreign. Studies. Most of them are foreign. So like the ones that we really do have that you've read that, I've, that oh, we've yeah, read yeah. about, like you know, lampooning the law. Uh, they're out of Israel, you know, mm -hmm. or or somewhere Canada. else. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you know, you know, increasingly, we, you know, I, I think too though is we, in general, as the law, the algorithm, everything around us is, that exists makes false assumptions, right? Like, like these false things. Like the studies are going to be great. One day, show that the apocalypse didn't happen, but in the meantime, we're going to prevent it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this it goes to our next story in Illinois. This new rule that yep. they're coming up with. This uh, is not mine. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. And so, and I know where this county is. It's, mm. oh, wait, wait, wait. There's three of us. We there it talk. is. It's, I'm sorry. I was changing the camera angle and I got two it's icons just confused. It's just us doing this. Yep. That's all. Just us. That's right. Illinois yeah. County requiring dispensaries to warn that cannabis use may contribute to mental health problems. This is out of the gondrepreneur.com and it was published just on September 25th. So the McHenry County State's Attorney is requiring adult use cannabis dispensaries to display signs that warn cannabis use may contribute to mental health problems. So a state's attorney in Illinois is giving medical advice or at least propaganda to anybody who walks into a dispensary. Yeah. It's insane. I, I just don't, I mean, like, I mean, we're going to have some local weed, but it ain't going to, I mean... It's the bullshit that drives you crazy, right? It's not the. So, so what I, you know, so I've read this article because you because you guys sent it to me, and this is mm -hmm. from what I read. This is just another observational study. This is a so you can correlate the two together potentially, but that doesn't that doesn't establish a cause and effect, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Okay. So everybody's on the but same page as far as that goes. Who is the attorney general of the state to say that medical okay. clinic? Like, but, is he a doctor? You know, like, and it's, it's one of those things where uh, yeah. you've yeah. gone to your education and you've gotten your distinction and you have your practice. This guy is a state's attorney. That's me that mm. decided to like become a lawyer who wanted to be in court every day suing motherfuckers for the state. Like, you know, I don't get to say what science is. I'm a prosecutor, you know? Maybe they stayed at a Hilton. Oh, Hilton, a Holiday Inn Express? <laughs> Or this, yeah. this. But you know, the thing is, man, uh, it's also ridiculous besides the assumption. And like you're saying, Doc, the cause and effect. I mean, I made the assumption. So years ago with advocacy, you know, it's like I'm encouraging the legalization. I'm encouraging the more rampant of this thing. Uh, and I, I was scared like one time I was like, maybe I'm doing the bad thing. Maybe I'm encouraging some bullshit. But the thing is, if you had, I, I always gave into the assumption that yes, maybe if you're predisposed to like some sort of psychosis, sure, this can set you off. Same as alcohol, same as lack of cigarettes, same as you know, there's other shit that triggers people for whatever reason, and it's still not a reason to have the enforcement that we've been doing and the the fear mongering and the people going to jail. <laughs> you know, people going to the, jail, like yeah, but, I don't know. Uh, so, do you ever like wade into any policy, uh, Doctor Nusi? Uh, you mean beyond uh, what I, you know, from on my channel? Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes, yes, sometimes. I mean, uh, it's got to be focused on um, testing to some degree. Testing, um, how long it's staying in your system, you know, the science behind that. But, yeah, I mean, there's tons of 
stuff coming out right now, as you guys know, uh, awesome. that relates directly to that. Hey, um, do you, have you had any videos go particularly viral? Yeah, all the ones that are about THC and marijuana. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, yeah, not yeah, all yeah, of them, yeah. but those are the ones that people watch. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Right, sure. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, it must mean that like it's a pervasive segment of America that's asking yeah. this question right, that right. you're providing an answer to that they want to know about. It's it's how long does it stay in your system? That's what people want. I mean, whenever mm -hmm. I make a video about how long it stays in your system, because, you know, I can make reasonable guesses about that just based on experience, talking to labs, you know, doing my research. Uh, the fact that I, I mean, I don't test in my office anymore just for ethical reasons, but um, I did for a long period of time. I can make estimations on those type of claims. Again, they're estimations, again, unfortunately, just because the science isn't there. What the do you think the thing is that the do you know how expert testimony works? You guys? No. I thought you just had to be I, someone more familiar than the average Joe. I've watched so. enough uh, Law and Order to. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to be classified, and then I'll do some like voir dire, some evidentiary discovering of like you being an expert. But then right. like that opinion that you're providing based on your training is the testimony. It's mm. it's it's expert testimony as opposed to like I saw this or like. Yes, this check was written by this on such date on that draw. And so that's why like most law is about money, because there's a record of it and somebody took it, you know, uh -huh. um, and it's easier to prove. But when it comes to like medical evidence and testimony, mm. it is that that expertise that the person on the witness stand has to give their opinion on it. Right. So, Doc, when you say testing, were you like self-testing? Were you were you were you a guinea pig? Were you smoking joints in the lab and they got a little hot boxing going I on? I get that all the time. No, I mean I don't I don't test I don't do testing I don't do drug testing in my office. Oh, I see, I see. I, I, I stopped doing you know, I, I was making YouTube videos about why we shouldn't be drug testing the way that we are and, and how stupid the and upside down the whole system is. And then I go mm -hmm. in on Monday and I'm drug testing people and I was like, this doesn't uh, make a lot of sense. So I stopped doing it. I still do a bunch of medical testing, but I don't okay. test in my office anymore. Well, I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's a good okay. policy. Yeah, it's a good policy. It's, yeah, but it's going to get out the information that he's doing, though. It's also, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? It's about BMI, especially with cannabis, that who sits, what sits in your body uh, with your yeah. fat cells. You know, right. like, as, uh, I mean, I just learn a lot because of the Navy. And, like, I only smoked, I think, a handful of times in 10 years. Like, as soon as I got in. I told him I only smoked three times beforehand, even though I had arrest records. And then, uh, you know, waited for the moments, you know, like, oh, I'm going to have 30 days off. I'll smoke a joint the first five days and then uh, hope <laughs> it's out of my system I get back. Fat soluble substances that aren't toxic. Go yeah. figure. Why, why aren't those purged from your system more quickly? Right. Hey, uh, but, you know, you're a doctor. Uh, why is that? Like, why would a substance, can a toxic substance be fat soluble? Like, you know, because that's one of the things that I always hear. People are like, it's not toxic. Your body's not trying to kick it out. And that's why you can test for it. Is there any truth to that? Well, the, in this case, there's, there is. Yeah. And, and there is evidence as far as that goes. The metabolites, once it's metabolized, it, it can bind to your fat. And, you know, that's what fat soluble is. And then once you metabolize body fat, if it's a fat soluble substance, it gets re-released. I mean, you don't have to use at all. It just gets re-released right into your bloodstream. It goes right out of your urine. And that's when you can test for it. So what's the definition of toxin? You know, like, is it something that will do harm to the body itself? Like, you know, the kidneys, like alcohol? I, or is, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's something that alters the the physiology or the biochemistry of the body and then being toxic is in mm -hmm. such a way that it's harmful to the body. And, and, and cannabis still is one of those things that hasn't, besides like, I know like when the people say it's bad for your lungs, but it's mostly about the heat, not the plant itself. You know, there's different interpretations. What, what, what have you figured out? Um, nothing. No, okay. You know, I didn't know. No, I mean, like, not really anything. I mean, you know, if I was to make an assumption, would I think that, combusting a substance into your lungs is the best thing in, in the world? You know, yeah. I would say probably not, but is it worse than cigarettes? Is it worse than alcohol? Is it mm. worse than other things that are regulated differently? That's where the problem comes into play. And then, yeah. and then how far do you legislate what someone can do with their own body then becomes uh, the issue. It, you know, yeah. how, how much are we regulating what somebody can and can't do in their, in the privacy? Cause that becomes a very slippery slope in my, you know, in my, uh, 
very especially in a free country am, you know, or yeah, a country that advertises itself as being free right you know like, less and like, less so the, as we go along yeah. right but like that was the whole point right you know hey, it's a free country is it you know it used to be some parts well i mean it's you know the yeah, I, everybody wants everything all at once and you know i hear you know whenever i make an update you guys might hear this on your youtube uh, when you guys uh, make a post as well or make a video is people say it shouldn't have been schedule three. It should have been descheduled. And maybe that's right. true, but you know, we're right. move. It looks like it's moving in the right direction. You know, yeah. Bureaucracy oh, and red tape isn't going to be cut, you know, just right. like that. It just doesn't work like that. Usually perfection is the enemy of progress. I mean, like hmm. if you wait for it to be perfect, you'll be waiting until you're dead. And, and so, you know, if you just, they, they've made progress and then like you've you're yeah. familiar with federal reg regulations and how quickly they do not move mm -hmm. um if you're gonna go on a regulated substance like all all completely banned completely legal like you need a regulatory framework to to have it and so with alcohol we already had it then we stopped yeah and then we brought it back yeah. We don't have it with like cannabis. We haven't regulated it before. We just banned it like 90 years ago before all these damn regulations showed up, you know? Well, alcohol prohibition too, wasn't, was there ever a state-by-state -state issue or was it always federal, like automatically? I don't even know. It's been state-by-state. -state. That's where there's like is Kansas is like still fairly dry or like rumored to be. Oh, yeah. sure. I don't hang out there. <laughs> Does anybody? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some people do. Like there is literally millions of people hanging out from Kansas. And if you're one of them, you're fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. It's a uh, crazy. Hey, we do have another some other crazy ones. Let's let's mm -hmm. let's skip the curleaf one, which is more of a, a, a never mind. We'll skip the curleaf one. We'll go oh. with this one because it looks like it's more of a medical claim. And so maybe yeah. you can help us like walk through the science on this because it's another one of those, hey, they're making claims in the news about uh, cannabis use. Like, uh, how do you, what's your opinion of those story? I mean, have you seen them before? Have you read through them? You talking about this specific one? Uh, in general, like, you know, cause like, are you familiar with how you see uh, cannabis portrayed in the media? Oh, of course. Well, I mean, I, I, in the media, in, in the, it, it, how do you mean? Well, I mean, like, this is a news story. Like, right. I, we see a lot of news stories that come out about cannabis use and how it can be, like, really, really bad. And you okay. said that it was really difficult to get science about cannabis. Yeah. So what do you know about those studies? What did you mean by that? You know, I mean, is there much to, would I take much stock in, like, reading this if I was just an average person? The gold standard is always going to be a, a control where you can control all the variables. So a, a randomized control study where you can control other variables besides the one that you're trying to test for. And if you don't have that, really, you can't prove a causation. You can say two things are correlated as uh, tons of things are. You can you can prove that two things go together, but they can be caused by a separate thing altogether. So one thing can cause both. So this is a population based retrospective cohort analysis from Canada. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it means they're they're they've gathered a bunch of uh, different so pieces of data and they're trying yeah. to put them all together and analyze them and and come up with what is happening based on, uh, I think, in this case, are they using cannabis and does their risk for, I think, some cardiovascular disease go up? It says here they used from that data was from five Canadian health databases. So maybe, right. you know, so you know, with the Canadians, they have, uh, uh, was, was it uh, fucking healthcare? Uh, <laughs> they right. have public health. There you go. Public they have, they have healthcare. They can go to the doctor without going like, oh shit, I ain't got money for that. So I imagine the that is a, that is an good. access issue, and like that we mm. do that to our society yeah. is extremely intolerant and cruel. What the fuck is wrong with us? You know, because business anyway, capitalism. Uh, you know, I mean, you got to have contractors. You can't just hey, uh, that, that heart that you got going on in there. That's uh, hey. that's that's capitalism right there. I'm not fixing you. that for free, uh, right? That, that's exactly unfortunately what the world we live in. But uh, so it looks it. like. Uh, but the, yeah, so they use the Canadian database. But like you were saying, though, two things can happen, but it doesn't mean like maybe just Canadians have bad hearts. 
Right. Oh, it would have to be it would have to be Canadians that use marijuana are are predetermined to have bad hearts, or maybe they right. have bad lifestyles. At, you know, underlying yeah. that, and that causes both. Or I mean, who right. knows what it is? The, exactly. I mean, like, but that's what he's really getting at there. When it's like this isn't science, this is storytelling, and so mm -hmm. that's the difference. But then, if you just look at the the article, because I mean, like, it links out to it, they're just they're just like you know dripping with authority signals. It's medical news today, you know, and then that medical news today is reporting that heart health cannabis use may increase cardiovascular disease risk, like reporting that. So somebody's going to take this and think a doctor did a study and that's true. And then if you actually peel back the onion, what it was is that a whole bunch of people lived and then doctors were paid to put a, a cohort together and do a population-based retrospective, look over that cohort, so just like numbers, and find what you're looking for. And I'm, I'm curious about like who admitted this cannabis use disorder, right? Do they have addiction uh, support in their uh, Canadian databases? So they kind of just pared that out? I mean, like just pulled out all the people who went to, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, drug treatment, you know, trying to rehab. You know, and, and then match those with people with bad hearts, and we're like, boom, we got it, folks. Six percent done. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, hey, Doctor Newsy, when do you think we'll actually be able to get science? You know, randomized, controlled, clinical data. Maybe January. I mean, the D, it's up. To, it's in the DEA. Well, it's in the DEA's hands now. <sighs> like real science can you imagine you, just, you, you can't you just can't uh, to try to to try to do research on a schedule one substance now it's not impossible it can be done but there's just so much so many hoops you have to jump through to try to do it because the what the government stance is is there's no reason to because we've already established there is no use for this product this mm. substance or whatever oh shit that's right well even though they have uh the, or had the patent six six three oh five oh seven right like that yeah hey that, that don't look over there but over here we're telling you this shit has no health benefits in this article though dr uh, peter greenspoon has mentioned and his father lester greenspoon who you know everybody was uh, he was a big advocate you know i'm, I'm i've always been wanting to like be like bullshit when i hear this cannabis use disorder but i have to admit again People are addicted to coffee. People are addicted to cigarettes. I imagine there's some people out there yeah, making really okay. bad choices oh. as consumers. When was the last right? time you read a study about caffeine use disorder? Oh, I mean, I totally get it. I mean, it's just called cranky people. Just like, I guess, <laughs> cannabis. You know what I mean? Well, they just invent medical thing. terms. They invent medical terms like breakthrough pain. They just mm -hmm. invented that. And then it became a thing. True. And, and it's, just, it's just weird, like, looking at it and going like, oh, man. You people are like literally making up reality and then enforcing it on other people because that's what you say it is. I mean, honestly, I've always been wanting to think that the plant's not responsible for your life. You are, right? Like if, if you're fucking up, just do something else and you can stop. You have to. If, 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 if your shit's going that bad, you know, it's all, you know, like, like, like Dr. You, you guys, you have people who come through to you. I mean, are they talking about like how they have to quit for a little bit? Or are they like going to withdrawals? Are they seeing like nightmares? You know, I don't know, man. It's... They're not gonna. They're not gonna say that to me because they they know that you know when I used to test, they know that okay saying that was a huge no no. Again, like I'm still bound mm. by the law. I'm still I still right. have to you know provide a service. If somebody checks, no, they 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 use marijuana on their paperwork when they come right. in. I cannot yeah. give them a medical card. Because your services to the isn't to that the, interesting? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? You can't give that to them, just like I can't get a job at the federal government, even though mm. I have like a medical card in in Illinois and I use medicinally and uh, you know also for general wellness. But um, it, that is a policy, and so like the the Drug Free Act of 1988. Like, do you have to maintain? You said you didn't to have a drug testing policy. So, are you? Why not? And like, and, and do you know what the Drug Free Act is? Yeah, I mean, probably not in, in depth as as yeah. you're familiar with it, but I certainly understand the policy that we have now as far as testing goes, and and the prohibition, you know, of all the substances, especially the five drugs that I test for or I used to test for um, frequently because they're required by the Department of Transportation, the FMCSA. See. Federal regulations about what can be on their system. 
And what are the five drugs that federal regulations say cannot be on the road professionally? Sorry? Oh, uh, what are those could you tell us those five drugs? What are those five drugs uh, you can't use? So um, methamphetamines, THC, uh, cocaine, um, heroin, opiates. All the acid you want. Four of those. Yeah, all the uh, acid PCP. you want. PCP, PCP, sorry. Okay. Well, yeah, PCP should not be tested. I mean, it should, it should not be present if they're driving. Um, but, um, okay, those are the five substances you can't use. Amphetamines, and PCP, cocaine, opiates, marijuana, yeah, is the, is the fifth one, yes. But you didn't mention alcohol. Mm. So alcohol can't be present. Um, again, I haven't done this test in a while, but you have, so the Department of Transportation does require breathalyzer testing. It's mm -hmm. only it's only when you first get hired and um, like if you have an accident or something like that. And I think maybe they still do randomized testing with it. But it's again, it's a breathalyzer. So it's gone uh, 24 hours or whatever it is. Hmm. Damn. See, another person trucker. Yep. I wish that we could get to uh, parity with that standard. And maybe maybe schedule three will allow that. But you said opioids. So if you are a trucker and you get your injured back and they give you an opioid prescription, mm. can you not drive until you're over your your protocol? So if you test positive for it, so you're going to test positive for it. So then once you test positive, if you do test positive, the medical review officer who's at the lab then can review the information. And if he feels that it's safe for you to drive or you've got a prescription and it's valid then you can continue on that would be fucking epic to have a medical review board for cannabis use like if yeah. somebody who's like add the guy like so he doesn't just have to know opioids he also has to know cannabinoids fine with that policy but it has because to be that, bounces, it has yeah. to be a drug it has to be so in order to go through mm. that medical review officer process you have to have a prescription for it and I believe in this case, because they won't review, if you test positive for THC, the MRO is not reviewing anything now, mm -hmm. even if you've got a prescription. Federal crimes, schedule one, we're federal, done. Because we're yeah. talking federal, not state. But once it becomes, that's why it's so crazy, like all this stuff that's going to potentially happen and you know, all these balls are in the air because then the MRO possibly could review a prescription. So who knows? Hmm. Boy, that'd be great. That would be freaking excellent because the, the the, the case law in this and for, you know, Mingy and I have been doing this podcast for like four years and now the changes are bigger and better, which is really cool. So we're probably yeah. going to see major transition in at least this legislative aspect of your day-to-day -day American lives over the next five to 10 years. Let me, can I ask you guys a question? I, something I yeah. wanted to ask you uh, when, I, when sure. I was coming in is another one of these changes. And wh what do you see happening with the, since it's going to probably be a on the same level of all prescription drugs, everything in Schedule right. 3 is basically a prescription. How does that impact potentially uh, the recreational market in states that have a recreational? Yeah, that's, that's that Section 823 of the Controlled Substances Act. And so in that area, you have to register with the DEA. And so you'd have all the state license holders register with the DEA and then grant them an exemption. So like file your license with the DEA pending additional rules, which of course rulemaking in the feds will take years and then you'll have to become in compliance. So it'd be very similar to what we saw in hemp when it, hemp was dropped from the Controlled Substances Act. And then there was cultivation regulations that took like two or three years to really get put into place. And so you're going to see regulations get drafted that for over two or three years, we'll take them and, and put them back into place on that. But uh, I think you're going to see further movement. So I think it's going to be in three. And then while they're drafting the regulations, they're going to be spinning off something in the ATFE, the alcohol, tobacco, explosives, which is not in. I don't know where that is. I think that's in Treasury, actually. I don't think that's in the Department of Justice. So like the DEA is a law enforcement wing. But whatever the ATF is, I don't think they're quite in law enforcement. I'd have to check because it's I thought those were more about the taxes. And so there's an alcohol tax rate. There's a tobacco mm -hmm. tax rate. And to a certain extent, I'm assuming some type of firearm regulations. Uh, but 
those take time to like all draft. So in that interim, I want him to grant an exception from having to comply with all the other regulations as is his power. Say like, okay, you have a license, operate within the compliance with that license and you're exempted. So you don't have to, so like you could have a script, you could still have a prescription because then the doctor would then say, okay, if he has purchased it at pursuant to a medical marijuana transaction and his, and his prescription or a prescription, like then he can say all purchases are medical. Then they would check the state register. He would come up and they'd be like, well, that's compliant. Because like, as you said, there's like that method that you use for current drugs is a completely separate method that we've developed for uh, the cannabis industry. And so you just recognize it and exempt it. And but there's that's so crazy because there's just nothing else that's like that. There's no other no. substance that we have that's that would ever be like there's that that's completely unprecedented. Yes, it's it's substantially more resembling the alcohol aspect of it and the and the tobacco aspect because and I don't recommend anybody goes and buys a pack of cigarettes, but if you have one and you turn it over, there should be a tax stamp on it. Mm-hmm. where those taxes have been paid. And then you can't do this as a Coke, but still like you can't just go to like the store and buy alcohol without that person have a license so that they make sure that tax is paid. And what has marijuana been treated as at the state level? This medical but taxed thing. And so as a result, I think it's it's kind of careening its way into that. And then sure, you may still have like a... because then it's off patent and it's a plant, right? The cannabinoids have been patented and that expired two years ago and it's a plant. So how does the pharmaceuticals make money on that? But you know, like here in Washington state, when it was medical, there was no tax. Like your guys state blew my mind with that already having that regulated structure. We don't have, there was that whole, it's, it's like growing tomatoes or, or uh, oranges. If you have uh, scurvy, you know, it's like, this is how I'm going to treat my whatever it is I got. You know, right. This is your entitlement. Your, uh, uh, and Tom loves my libertarian state, right? You know, uh, <laughs> Seattle is the apocalypse, according to Fox News, apparently. But, uh, you know, uh, certain parts of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I find that once the, uh, the federal thing happens, because the states, the, the rec people, man, they've been getting screwed on these taxes that, on that part for the state, let alone now you're going to add federal tax on top of it. Right. So there's going to be right. a whole... I think rigmarole going on. It's gonna be scary to see and watch uh, when that does happen. But yeah, but, I, I so don't you, know, don't, like, you don't think that um, you don't think people that are. I mean, you guys are in the recreational business, right? Yeah. You don't think, you don't think there's any reason to be nervous about this new situation? Yeah. Point that, whatever. Like oh that. my gosh, have you calculated? You do you know the numbers on this? Like, are you familiar with how much IRC two hundred eighty e takes away from your bottom line in this industry? Oh, are you talking about not being able to practice like a business? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And so imagine that you were going to make 50% more profit next year than you did this year. If you do the exact same thing and your audit risk goes down 20 fold, Mm -hmm. how would you feel about next year? Then I would feel good. I just meant, are you still going to be able to do it if it's become the prescription? I mean, is there worry about the prescription part of it? Oh, like I said, I think we're going to be granted an exemption. And then they have currently been operating as if it's just schedule one. So So it's already really fucking illegal, right? Maybe they just totally illegal. Just look the other way, continue to look the other way. Exactly. They've like, they've been looking the other way pursuant to like a coal memo, like, you know, kind of right. this this is just a this is just a an NGO, a non-governmental organization that has put their might together to say we want hemp to be this. The other stuff is like the government. They have yeah. the power and the ability to do it, and it's a federal system. And the states, they want the tax dollars right there. They want them every week. And so Ohio, where you're joining us from, mm-hmm. what do you what are you hearing out of Ohio? Mm. You think they're going to legalize it in a few weeks? I I would think so. I would think so. Um, you know, we've had it on the ballot a few times. It's you know, it's medical here, but I would think that they do. Yes. Do you hear any news about polls or anything, or is it just on the ballot? Uh, well, it's definitely going to you know, it's definitely going to be on the ballot. I. I don't know if I've heard anything specifically. Um, mm. All I hear is, again, because I am around it just through the nature of my business, uh, the chatter is that most people are for it. Nice. Sweet. 
Oh. Nice. Hey, have you ever um, played Name That Strain? You're talking to me? Yeah. yeah. Name That Strain? No, let's do it. You, you look at a picture of weed, and then you try to guess what it is. All right. I hit it the wrong bumper. And so I have transformed myself, transmogified, if you wanted to use other terms, uh, into a weed strain. And uh, that, that is a strain that is difficult for us to kind of describe because usually we give parents as the hint. And the parents no on parents? this one are kind of, kind of secretive. Oh, well, and that's the thing about cannabis. It's always like, I think you can name it whatever you want. This one has a, a horror movie name type. Uh, beautiful right. mug, though. Hand trim, obviously. Yes. And evidently, so. it's supposed to be a, a, a distant relative of OG Kush. Okay. Oh, we almost got him down down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to lean in there. Not, not that I need to see it anywhere. anywhere like scratch a sniff. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. And so this one is Halloween themed uh, mm -hmm. because it is October. Mm -hmm. Welcome to October, everybody. Mm -hmm. Pumpkin spice is now uh, upon you. And... Um, yeah, OG Kush and several other wildly debated strains. Indica yeah. dominant hybrid, 80-20 Indica Sativa. So I don't know if you can see the chat, Doc, but we got a bunch of people just like always trying to guess it. They, they have a couple guys. The weeds. I, I don't see the chat now. Oh, oh okay. Um, I'm not sure. Like uh, joining as a guest sometime doesn't get you yeah. know, the same type Over. of stuff. Oh, yeah, no, I see it down here. I see it down on the side. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Yep. Mike Myers, it is not. But it is, it's dope. the name of a classic Hollywood horror film. Pretty uh, much character. from the 30s, right? Is that what you'd think from Christ the 30s? Like, you, what's that? Ah, it's a name of a, a horror person. Oh, horror you know movie. what it looks like? It looks like Bride of Frankenstein is what it looks like. This oh guy. my gosh. Dr. Nussi, you've won. <laughs> name that strain. This no, I is, did not. Yes, it is. This is the Frankenstein marijuana strain. And so that Frankenstein marijuana strain is also known to some users as Dr. Frankenstein. This is according to allbud.com, by the way. Uh, indica dominant, 80-20 sativa uh, and 80% indica. Famous in the cannabis consumity for potency, and it, it makes you high, evidently. Uh, genetics are closely guarded by breeders thought to be a descendant of OG Kush and several other wildly debated strains. Mm -hmm. I love weed. Yep. <laughs> and that is how we play <laughs> Name That Strain. Uh, and now I'm going to remove that. All right. So, magic. you know, we did a whole hour, man. And I really yeah. appreciate you coming by and, and sharing some news. Yeah, it was fun. Um, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, um, well, yeah. Tell people about your, your YouTube channel and how they can go uh, get in touch with you and, and Oh, subscribe. man, come on. You're, that's what that's the picture you're going to put up. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. Let me, let me remove that. <laughs> uh, I was so watching it. I, I, I caught you in the middle of a sneeze. <laughs> and so uh, like, I don't know. But it is, it, it is your, uh, your. Uh, I, uh, I'm not good at content, making thumbnails. So I just hit, hit play. <laughs> my thumbnail, my thumbnails suck, but they're not that bad. Uh, no, no, no. But <laughs> do you have a thumbnail guy? I have a guy. I just. No, I, I do. Need to, yeah. Do oh, you yeah. Really? I'll, I'll make a referral. He'll. A he'll thumbnail he'll guy to help you. Out. Thumbnail guy. No, no. Yeah. Like you just record the thing and you throw it to him and you pay him his fee and then he Is that does right? everything. Oh yeah, I like it. And so like you, you just like kind of come up with a script. And you record because I got I I spent too many nights like editing video of myself and I just was I, I just couldn't stand it. I'm like, man, I must like be like the most narcissistic person ever. I like edit videos <laughs> of myself and I publish them to people like thinking they care. And <laughs> so now it's great. I just uh, have the script. Film it, send it to the guys, and then they're done in about a week. That's how big of a nerd I am. Is I like doing it to be honest. Like I, I don't know. For some reason, I've kind of gotten into a groove where I think it's kind of fun. Nice. It Editing, was fun. Stuff, it was, but then like at the at the same time, I just couldn't. I, I just and then I, I got busy. Like it worked. I'm not saying, like, yeah. And, yeah. And so uh, you might be getting busier with your business as you go from like twenty five to fifty or something, and, and that's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. Right. Good problems to have. So you want good me to problems. plug my stuff? Oh, you yeah. can. All Go right. for it. So I'll give you I'll give you three. So obviously my uh, YouTube channel, Easy Dot Physicals, Easy Dot Physicals. Basically, it's all about uh, drug testing uh, compliance, how long different substances stay in your system, 
some legal changes and things like that. Uh, we just started, I partnered with a home drug testing company, one of the biggest uh, sellers on Amazon. We made an, uh, a 30, 40 minute course of exactly what to do, what not to do, how much water you should drink, when you should home test a course about what you should do before you have a drug test. If you're concerned about testing positive for THC marijuana, that is exploroacademy.com, exploroacademy.com. It's a half hour course. And then easydotphysicals.com is my nice. website. Dope. So yeah, that's great. Uh, wonderful branding as well. Uh, best of luck with that. That course, by the way, can you buy that on Ecom? Ecom, yes. Like of you just start online. You just buy. Online. You are a lucky man. Do you have any idea how difficult it is to try to run this business when you do not have Ecom? Like and like, I'm thinking about renaming my Instagram handle just to just be industry lawyer as opposed to cannabis industry lawyer because when you uh -huh. type cannabis into Instagram, there is literally nothing. Right. No, it's hard. It's a, it's biased. Yeah. yeah. Can't but send it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate yeah. it. And everybody Not tuned in, you know, yeah, yeah, stick around in the next yeah. one. Word.